0: Hi, and welcome to the Flute Talk Podcast, where we talk about all things flute live here on Patreon. What is Patreon? Patreon is a place for fans like you to come and support creators like us. So why not join us over on Patreon and help us continue to make great content? The Flute Talk Podcast is also brought to you by the Flute Center of New York. The Flute Center of New York has the world's largest selection of flutes. If you need to buy a flute or piccolo, the Flute Center of New York has you covered. With our code TFC at checkout, you can try up to three to four flutes. For up to 10 days have an extended 18 month warranty and free shipping worldwide so be sure to go to the website flutes the number four sale.com so that's flutes the number four sale.com flutes just be sure to use that code tfc for all those perks and a little bit of that does go our way another sponsor is well ourselves we have a store if you haven't noticed yet we have a store over at store.thefluchannel.com. we have some shirts and posters and things like that over at teespring so you can definitely go there and get some merch posters whatever you would like that we have it will be there you probably notice it under our videos if you're interested be sure to go to thefluchannel.com. that helps us out immensely so yeah on with the show Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Flute Talk Podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Emily. How's it going, Emily? Good. How are you? Good. This is the podcast we uh, do on the last Sunday of every month. I hope uh, you're uh, a continuous uh, viewer and also maybe you're new here. If you're new here, uh, leave a question, say hello. And uh, today we're going to be talking about how to start playing the flute. We got a lot of people this past month looking at our main video uh, on how the first lesson of your first lesson of flute playing. Yeah, and September, so is, September a, is that month. A
1: good month to start. Yeah, totally. September and January, people yeah, totally. start a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> new, new projects, you yeah.
0: know? So, yeah, we have that video, but, like, we can expand a little bit on that for people who haven't seen that video and who are starting out. And also, leave your tips if you're a veteran flute player or you've been playing flute for a while. You know, if you have any uh, tips or anything, leave that in the comment section. Also, if you have other questions, we'll... Uh, talk about those a little bit later.
1: Yeah. So the video you're referring to is the first... first flute lesson, flute yeah. lesson, which is the first part of our method. Yes. Yeah. So we have a method on Newscore and... Yeah, it's a beginner the, method. It's a beginner yeah. method. So it's... Uh, yeah, the first part is there yeah. on YouTube for free. Um, yeah, well, starting an instrument, it's always a bit like, what do I start with? And then is it too hard? Is it too easy? Um, but, like, I think you you have to be patient with yourself mm-hmm. and um, set goals and not stay too long on one thing. Sometimes I, I hear beginners, like, they think that if they don't get it perfectly, they should move forward. But, like, maybe just if you get it good enough, move forward. Because, like, what I've noticed is sometimes... If you wait for perfection, you will probably not get it. But if you continue to progress and learn, that thing that you wanted to play perfectly Mm -hmm. two months ago, now that you can do more difficult stuff, now you can play it perfectly. So, like, don't go too fast, but don't go too slow either. Like, don't... Maybe if you can play it okay, move forward and go back to it later, you know, to see how easier it's getting. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, and having a method, ours or another method, can help because uh, usually it's a experienced teacher mm-hmm. who made, um, you know, who has an idea of pedagogy and what should be learned first, and then you can follow that. And when you get to a certain level, then you can just
0: mm-hmm.
1: find pieces that you like and learn oh, yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Like go on new score where you have yeah. new free uh, flute music yeah. and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. And where would you start though? Like you know, you just started. You want to start to play the flute. What would you recommend? Like people go to a music shop or go to, you know, uh, find a teacher to recommend, you know, uh, what type of flute to have? Like what where would you kind of
1: Yeah, well, it all depends on everyone's where, situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like economic situation totally. and geographic mm-hmm. situation and totally. all that. Um, a teacher, a good teacher is a good thing to have. Totally. And a good teacher will also give you a methodology of what to learn and when to move to the next thing. And will also help you because sometimes we think that we like we don't see our mistakes. So mm-hmm. an outside perspective is very useful. So, yeah, if you can have a good teacher, it's a good thing. It can be in person or online. Um, at first, I didn't think that online would work so well, but online can work very well. You just have to adapt little things because you can't touch. You can't, but like you can just explain in a different way. You can Mm -hmm. play at the same time, but you can make a recording and send it to your student. Like there's a lot of things you can do. So Mm -hmm. it's just about adapting your pedagogy to that tool, you know?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So yeah. And then, but if you don't have a teacher, maybe you record yourself. Maybe if you have a friend who's a musician who can maybe have ideas, even if it's not even the same instrument, it can still have ideas to yeah. uh, you know oh did you notice you do that or they might hear a bad note
0: mm-hmm. yeah, because yeah. they know music or yeah that's exactly what i was gonna kind of say is just like if you can't find a flute teacher find any music teacher who knows music well like has done music so that they can hear you and they'll know like you said rhythm intonation all those things, you know, that can lead you a certain direction until you find somebody or until you find a certain book or a certain method or a certain video series or whatever you can find. Like, yeah. there's a lot of little options to get you progressing at the very beginning.
1: Yeah. Some people learn quite a bit on um, with the, just online videos and, yep. uh, yeah, you know, books that they bought totally. on their own. Yeah. And you can also have, like, a group of friends or, like, a, yeah. you can do a, like, a little team of two people. Yeah. Where you help each other out, totally. you listen to each other, and you try to help each other yeah. out.
0: There could be other people Th- in that your city there playing flute too. You yeah, you can have a, like a flute group or something or a musician group and just.
1: You can play together, one hour you can and listen and spend time to each other. Yeah,
0: exactly. You yeah. know, there's ways to do it for on the budget, and also just uh, at the very beginning, you can do a lot of those things on the budget. But also, like I said, if you can't afford just even one lesson with a teacher, Online or something like that, just to make sure that you have your embouchure correct, all those little things that are, are yeah. at, at least in the right direction. You know what I mean? Because like your embouchure changes throughout time, but just so you can have a good starting off point.
1: I've had a student who was um, basically a prof- like I've had two professional clarinetists like who had bachelor's degrees in clarinet and started yeah. the flute. Yeah, one of them took just one lesson. He was quite good and just one to. Uh, Mm -hmm. To see if he was on the right track. And then I said, oh, maybe when you have other questions, come back. I have students who do that sometimes. Oh, yeah. They practice a few months and then they write to me, like, oh, I'm ready for a new lesson. doesn't have to be the every week thing. It can be that, too. Like, it really depends on your situation. Some people, it's good for them to have every week because it motivates them to practice. Yeah. Some people... Find other ways to motivate themselves, like we said, groups mm-hmm. of people. They, they play for each other, or they play together, and then oh, yeah. you know, some people play at their church, play at their community center. Too. Yeah, play that's in a really good point. Different settings for sure. So like, there's not one size fits all. Mm-hmm. And even if you're in a budget, you can play music, and you can like there are f- budget flutes. If you're not sure that you're gonna love it, maybe you want to get a budget food mm-hmm. first, and if you like it, you might want to invest in something better eventually. So, yeah. By the way, thanks to yeah, Ken so much. Yeah,
0: if you're not watching this live uh, but listening over on uh, on your podcast app, uh, we also do a super chat. Thanks, Ken, so much. He uh, just gave me twenty dollars directly to us. That's the best way. One of the best ways to help us directly is at the end of the month. You know, you can uh, do that uh, through the super chat on YouTube Live. Also, you can go on our Patreon, too, which is also cool. But this is a, another quick way to help support us make uh, more videos. And we have a new video coming out next week, another music video, and then some other cool music videos, or other cool videos at the end of the the beginning and end of October, which is really cool. So, yeah, uh, I saw a question. So, do you have anything else to elaborate on uh, on that? No,
1: it's pretty much it. Yeah. Like if you guys have
0: any questions about that, let us know in the comments. We can jump back and
1: forth. can find what works for you. And, you know, there's also... Uh, music shops that you can rent a flute yep
0: it's true and usually
1: yeah. some of them have a thing where um your first three months of renting can mm-hmm. be put towards a purchase sure so like you're not losing the money you spent on renting let's mm-hmm. say it was 30 dollars a month then yeah. you have a credit of 90 dollars yeah, after yeah. Three there's months lots to of different ways yeah a flute at their store yeah yeah, so, yeah. Like, there's different ways to make it work.
0: Totally. Just check out your local music shop if you have one. Or if you have one that's uh, uh, national in your country, so you don't have one in your village or in your town, but you have one in the main city of your country, give them an email shout. They'll be glad to help you, you know? Like, there's uh, different options for many things if you can do it. Yeah. Or you just
1: rent for a month. If you like it, you don't have to buy from there. Exactly. You can buy from anywhere. Well,
0: imagine, I just got a comment a couple, maybe this week, I think, of a person in Brazil. And... They love that $100 flute because that flute there costs five times, like a flute uh, priced here, like a regular flute, let's say a Yamaha 200 series is priced five times more in Brazil because oh. of their, because of the money situation, because oh, of the currency okay. and stuff like that. So something like that beginner flute you can find on Amazon for cheap, it's perfect for people who just want to try it because the investment so huge otherwise if you buy something more expensive when you can buy it cheaper somewhere else but it's almost impossible with duties and all those things and you never know you could lose in the mail all those things but with the those types of flutes we get at least one or two email or comments a month about that oh that's great So that's really great so people are able to try something and you know if it doesn't work out you can also turn those things into a lamp don't throw those things out don't throw those flutes out they're cool to be repurposed if you never want to use it again or whatever there's a lot of creative ways you can do that instead of contributing to the waste you know people just uh, i don't want people throwing away those flutes into the garbage you know no 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 <laughs> those can be uh reused i guess even like the
1: metal is uh, worth oh something.
0: yeah everything's worth yeah it's all worth yeah. it. you can make jewelry out of it. you can do all types of cool things i've seen a lot of people on etsy do that which is really cool so let's go down to the questions i had a couple i saw one really good one here uh to go uh with the sort of what we're doing eden kl wants to know do you have any tips for playing for a playing test in front of class, you know, like when you have to do a playing test in studio or in your school, in front of everyone, colleagues? yeah, in front of your colleagues,
1: because uh, you feel stressed about that. Yeah,
0: are there any tips and stuff like that?
1: Hmm. Well, one thing is like probably at the beginning you'll be more stressed than if let's say your teacher does that every week. It's a new thing; you're not used to it. Maybe with time, it's going to get better. That's kind yeah, of yeah. A, not that good of an answer, but. There's that, you know, when you're not used to do something. But then the other thing is prepare yourself well. Usually if you're well prepared, you're a bit less stressed because you know. Play in front of
0: people, like play in front of people beforehand.
1: Yeah, because this way you also get used to playing in front of people. Mm -hmm. And then also, like, don't listen to that little voice that says, um, oh, what are they thinking? Oh, I guess uh, this person thinks I'm not good. Oh, am I... That little voice is normal, but uh, you don't need to feed it by listening to it. And the way I control it is I redirect my thoughts. Because, like, you can't have two thoughts at once, really. Like, your voice inside your head can only say one thing at a time. Oh, Mm -hmm. mine, at least. (laughs) I just have one. And so, like, uh, if you say something else, like, let's say I'm playing in concert. And or in addition whatever, and I'm my brain is starting to make those disturbing thoughts. Then I start Mm -hmm. right away. I think, oh, breathe well. Totally. Uh, Mm -hmm. Keep your fingers closed. I I bring my mind on some very simple thoughts. Mm -hmm. This way, it kind of stops that.
0: Stops that right away. It makes sense.
1: Or I tell that voice like, "I, I don't need you right now. Yeah. You know. And but it it feels to me like if it's empty, it's easier for that voice to come back. So if I think about
0: Breathing Mm -hmm.
1: and the way I move my fingers Mm -hmm. or my posture, then, yeah, or saying the name of the notes, exactly anything that's helpful to play because those thoughts are not helpful. No, so I try to think helpful thoughts
0: totally. That's a really good idea. So, you can
1: train your brain, and the more you train your mind to do that, the easier it gets.
0: Yeah,
1: and also be nice to yourself. Mm -hmm. You're in a learning process, and some days we and we don't have 100% control over our body. Yeah, totally. Sometimes we shake. We shake. That's how it is. You mm-hmm. can't really control it. Maybe you're nervous. Maybe you're cold a little bit and the nerve, The stress is uh, amplifying that. Mm-hmm. Or you're a bit hungry. Mm-hmm. So with the stress... Like, there's different... And, like, just be patient mm-hmm. and don't judge yourself. Yeah. Sometimes we're a bit rough on ourselves. Totally.
0: And to go side with that, just preparedness stops those negative voices a lot. Like, they can yeah. reduce it a lot by preparedness... And also, you're gonna do a test. That test is just representing that moment. It's not representing you're playing from yesterday or you're playing in the future. Doesn't represent any of that. So and
1: it doesn't represent who you are. Yeah.
0: So you know, best bet is just own that moment. Preparedness, own it. Do the best of your ability, and then walk off the stage just like an opera artist would. You know, yeah. they do their solo and then they go back.
1: And like your value is not in any way linked to your to your d- grades in yeah, school. Yeah. Totally. Like sure. <laughs> exactly. yeah yeah. doesn't it so so you know we like giving numbers on things and it's okay but like don't identify to that it's just
0: yeah and try to do better on the next test if you didn't do as well as you wanted to you know just make little goals it's about little goals there's no such thing as big goals it's just like little goals at a time and add it all up to make this thing that is you you know yeah yeah
1: and sometimes being open about how we feel about the The stress of the situation is helpful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And also, like you said, preparedness. Mm -hmm. And there are different ways to prepare. There's normal practice where you practice the little parts that are Mm -hmm. difficult, but also record yourself and play as if it was the exam. Totally. And if if it's like a thing where the teacher might ask any scale, well, Mm -hmm. maybe make a, you know, write them on papers, put them and then just do as if it was the exam. You just one and you play it exactly and you record yourself and then do that a few times and the stress you will that's even if it's just you filming yourself it's still preparing you to that situation
0: and also make sure if you're recording with your phone that your microphone which is usually right beside the uh, speaker for your receiving they're right next to each other so make sure you flip it upside down to face up and not in your stand say you're putting on your stand or you're putting it on something make sure it's pointing to you or pointing away from you and Put your camera a little bit further back. Don't keep it like, you know, selfie, selfie distance. Bring it a little bit further because you're not looking at yourself. You're actually just trying to listen to it. So if you give your the microphone enough space, it won't distort and stuff. So you can hear subtle yeah. irregularities. Usually like I just
1: that. record the sound, but I think yeah. it might be a good idea to to. See yourself, because yeah. If you don't posture have a recording audio that.
0: app, but I mean, like if you're just hitting video, so yeah, so you can hear the audio, that's great. I try to mm-hmm. keep it a bit further because yeah, yeah, the flute
1: yeah. is quite loud, mm-hmm. so if you yeah, keep it too close, it's, it's just like, gonna sound weird, yeah, yeah.
0: exactly. Uh, thanks, Audio of she Ascension. She's uh donated a hundred dollars again. If you're listening to you the so podcast, much. uh, we do people are people can do this live at the live show. She says, Here, I started the flute from music and arts, I started with a flute from music and arts, I guess that's a brand, bought it on time. But uh, I bought a beginning uh, flute book, used to use that and YouTube for a year, then started Lessons with Emily. Uh, the key is just to start. Don't try to make it perfect. Like, yeah, exactly. Just start and let you explore and discover yourself completely. It's just a self-exploration, just like with any art, any creative feel like if you're a painter you're it's the same those types of processes are very very similar uh, methodically so you're just going through that
1: and i agree so much with the discover yourself and Mm -hmm, explore because mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. when i was a student i remember thinking i'm kind of lucky to be studying that because there's a lot of things that i have to work on myself that i wouldn't have to work on myself that much if i was studying something else maybe you know
0: Mm -hmm. because
1: you have to deal with all that uh artistic endeavor but the, the self-control of being able to uh play with the nerves and mm-hmm. you know all those things and yeah exactly it's a self-exploration totally. at the same time yeah totally. anything you learn i guess yeah it's yeah so amazing exactly to learn and yeah,
0: yeah. totally uh john say tennis sorry if i'm pronouncing that wrong i have a trevor james flute from eight years ago that is still playing just fine but i'm not sure if i should invest in a new flute do you have any suggestions i'm in at an intermediate level well, first, I would just say, like, if you haven't had your flute repaired in eight years, go and get it repaired first and then see um, how it sounds now. Like, you could sound even better. So then you're like, oh, why do I need a new flute if I sound good already? Because if you're not keeping your flute regulated, you might not be. You might You might be already. So that's good, too. But if you're keeping it constantly regulated and it still isn't reaching to your expectations, then maybe that's the time yeah if it. you
1: had to have it repaired you need like yeah. every year or so you should bring your flute to a technician. at least
0: yeah if you're playing a bit for sure even if you're intermediate like it, wear and tear is a real thing on a flute i saw a thing on instagram uh, today with a repair guy who was repairing a flute from 1950 all the pins are completely gone like it's a professionally made flute handmade but after 70 years a thing the whole entire flute had to be resurfaced all the pins replaced everything so you know it uh, it, there's wear and tear on flutes. They're just like any other machine, you know? Yeah. So just make and sure you do that. And if you
1: keep it... Um, Well-maintained. Well-maintained, it might be even cheaper in the long run, yeah, Oh, yeah. You know, it definitely is.
0: Like, if you want to repin and everything, it's just... It's a small little fortune that you got to spend. Yeah. If you want it done properly. So
1: it's... Yeah. It's good to take care of your flute.
0: But yeah. Like, Tare James is a very good model flutes. We uh Flutes in New York carries them, I think. Everybody... You know, there's also other brands, too. But like I said... Um, intermediate can be uh anything you know you can get a professional flute whatever like i know people who don't play on professional flutes and play professionally so it all depends yeah hopefully that helps if we want us to elaborate more let us know in the comments or leave us a comment under the video as well we can get back to you um lagorda wants to know i'm a beginner flutist and i was able to get clear sounds quickly but a couple days ago it stopped making good sounds the notes don't come out as clear as i wish they would how do i fix that that happens a lot. That's oh yeah, bad tone days. It, it happened
1: to me for maybe the first fifteen years of playing the flute. Mm-hmm. To have bad tone days. Now it's more rare.
0: It's a long yeah, a long time yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What? It didn't take you that long. You no. were good right away.
0: After a couple after like maybe two three <laughs> years I guess, but I mean you just have to be. Oh, I had confident like, with what's there at the moment. Like it's, it may not be the best thing that you want at that moment. I always say. But you still you're there. You have to play anyway, so just play to what you can do. You know, because yeah. nine times out of ten, the audience but the never knows. The funny thing
1: is, like, I remember I had some better days than others, and I would just go through it. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, I have a bad tone, mm-hmm. and then when I was in university and my bachelor's degree, at one point I got so nervous, mm-hmm. I wanted too much, you know, mm-hmm. and then I kind of lost my sound for a semester. Like, I my sound was, but it wasn't my sound. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But the more I was stressing about it, the less I was controlling Mm -hmm. it. And then I went to a very good teacher who explained to me how to do things. Mm -hmm. He would be like, how do you play forte? How Mm -hmm. do you play piano? And then how do you have a good sound? How do you? Mm -hmm. And then I realized I was doing things intuitively, but I didn't know how I was doing things. And by learning how to do them, now if I take my flute and it's not a good sound right away, I know I have my like a checklist in my head and I can go like, oh, maybe I'm covering too much. Maybe I'm, uh, uh, maybe it's my tongue that's in the way. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's, uh, you know, I have all these things that I can check on air support and my upper lip and all those things. And then I don't have bad tone days anymore or not as bad or as long, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So, but if it's only been a few months, like, it's going to take more time than that. <laughs> it's like the muscles have to get used to it. and Yeah, exactly. And then when you have a bad tone, they check what you're doing. And also when you have yeah. a good tone, they check what you're doing so that you can be a bit more conscious of what's yeah. happening. This way you have a little bit more control over it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Confidence and control is what I would say to like confidence and control uh, hand in hand. And I always think like when I'm, if I am having bad tone days or if I'm being very critical that's the best time in your whole. for me the best time for your entire music making is being you're being so critical with your ear that it's like oh this is not good enough that means your ears are working that means things are happening up there in your brain saying no no this is not the reference tone that you're remembering all the time try to adjust it don't get frustrated try to figure out other ways around it, or try to figure out or play something new sometimes i would do that if i was like oh my tone sucks i'd find something a spare sheet of music somewhere that i've never seen before and try to play that, so that my brain's like, "Oh, this is something new." I'm going to try to put my best effort into it, and then my tone would come back a little bit more.
1: Yeah, sometimes it's about letting go as well. As well,
0: too. Yeah, it's all about you know, those balances. You it's a balance yeah. a, a
1: between what do I control, and then just yeah. letting go. But also, I agree with you about that th- thing about your ear working. I had a teacher who would say, "If you're never, you're never going to be completely satisfied." Yeah. Because mm-hmm. your ear, like. What you want to accomplish is always a little bit ahead of what you are doing. Yeah, And that's exactly. why you can progress. Totally. And that's how you progress. Yeah, if yeah. you're satisfied, then that's it. You're yeah, that not too. progressing anymore. Exactly. So it's a good thing. Maybe your sound is not as bad as you think. Maybe totally. you listen to flute a lot, to some uh-huh. flute sounds, and you're like, oh, you want that now. Yeah. And, you know, your ear is just getting more... Yeah. Uh, perfect you know and hearing what what it wants what it wants totally and then your technical abilities are never at the level of your Mm -hmm. your ear and your intention which Mm -hmm. is good which is pushing you forward
0: totally totally uh yeah so hopefully that uh answers your question a little bit if you have more questions about that leave us a question down in the comments below the video but you can as well. check
1: our videos about embouchure yeah how to get clear like we sound have how to get a clear sound that's our most popular video how to it's change crazy. your embouchure yeah how to we have a, quite a couple yeah. of things about the embouchure
0: Like go in depth with that stuff yeah and
1: yeah. like a lot of people particularly beginners put way too much energy in their lips and their embouchure mm-hmm. when most energy has to come from the airstream right so um the lips don't work that much. Yeah, 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 The lip muscles they're not as um they're not as uh you can't re- rely on them. They're not as reliable mm-hmm. as your abdominal muscles bit, that push yeah. the air. So um it's better to have a more stable embouchure than a mo- something that moves too much because it's yeah, it's not as reliable. That's <laughs> what it is basically. Mm. Doesn't mean that it's not moving at all, but it shouldn't it's not a huge movements all the time, you know?
0: Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, what was that about again? Yeah, so there's that too. So hopefully that helps a little bit with, the, with your question. I also saw another question here, which was really good by Tall Potato. Uh, Do you have any tips for making sure your head joint is perfectly aligned when you're assembling your instrument?
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, you can look. Well, you always have the little drawings, but I don't like those. So I look at the hole of my head joint mm-hmm. and I put it in line with the first Your key. mouthpiece hole, yeah. Yeah, the mouthpiece mm-hmm, hole. Mm-hmm. I take my flute looking from up, mm-hmm. like from the top of the head joint yeah. down. And then I try to put the, that hole in line with the first key. Mm-hmm. And that's it, mm-hmm. you know. But then some people play more out, some people play more mm-hmm. in. You have to kind of explore that. Yeah and see what's comfortable for you. If you play more in, then maybe your l- hands are more forward because you always want the same angle at the at the mouth, you know? Mm-hmm. So then you have to see, do you prefer to play a little bit more out?
0: Yeah, rock, stroke like back or rock, forth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you want
1: it more forward with the head joint a bit more yeah. in or the head joint a bit more out, yeah. but you play less forward with yeah. your hands. That's the whole adjustment yeah. that you have to because
0: the body of the flute is very uneven so you have to kind of put the body of the flute where your hands are most comfortable so you don't lose energy keeping it balanced more balanced than you should
1: because the moving fingers should not be holding the instrument not at all. so that's maybe find your find your position Mm -hmm. and then adjust the head joint so that you don't cover more than a third to a quarter of it with your lower lip. That's the
0: main point of that. As long as you do that ratio there, it doesn't matter where the flute is compared to the But then you have to
1: remember where it is, because then you'll get used to it, and then you'll have that stability of sound that we're looking for. Because you you want to have it always in the same spot. But then, you know, I've changed that spot throughout the years. I, I used to play more out, Mm-hmm. but my flute more inwards like that and then mm-hmm. i decided to rock it a bit more forward mm-hmm. so the angle here at the mouth is the same yeah but it's my hands that i have moved so right. i had to move the head joint inwards mm-hmm. a little bit and everybody's so hands are old. different
0: too so don't use too much reference from other people because like you might not necessarily have the same hands and body structure like that photo could be of a person who's six foot three and playing the flute and yeah. you're only five four you know like and it's totally different skeletal way of putting around that little flute the flute stays the same but the body doesn't yeah exactly mm-hmm.
1: and that's how a good teacher can help you to to find that but you can also do that exploration on your own mm-hmm. it's a whole um totally yeah but start with like putting that hole in line with the first key yeah that's usually a good middle ground mm-hmm. and then explore starting there
0: yeah, yeah, yeah that's pretty good uh i saw another question here by exavrio exav hopefully i'm pronouncing that correctly i'm very sorry if i'm not um what kind of microphone uh do you do uh do you use for live performances flute trio violin guitar well i use the same stuff as we would use in studio so like we have like pencil condenser microphones that are very very good for close miking and even miking from about a foot or two foot away from each instrument and you can use those microphones on guitars pointing at their the guitar hole that where the sound is being projected On the flute, it's up above the person's head, 45 degrees down towards the body of the flute, not the lips. That way you don't get any of the breathing sounds and you get a nice clear sound. Yeah, and the shush. You get none of that that goes away because that shush sound is slow moving uh, sound motion. So once it leaves, the decay and everything falls off within a foot or two. So you never, the microphone never almost picks it up. So that's usually pretty good. But if you keep it very close, like if you see microphones like what we're using here... You would get every single nuance. You get every shush, every all those types of things. But the further you put it away, not this particular microphone because it doesn't work further away. But uh, a condenser. But a condenser will. This is a dynamic microphone. So condenser microphones are very good for those types of things. They usually use phantom power. So you need a mixing board that can provide that. And then keep you can also like what's great about those that doesn't require that much amplitude so you don't have to put too much gain so less gain means less pickup from other instruments as well if you want to do looping if you don't if you don't want to have reverb or you know uh, echo effects or whatever like that so yeah those are the microphones we use we use any types we use budget ones we use expensive ones we have sennheiser ones we have uh isk is a very good brand as well they have a thing called the gem that's a very good microphone Uh, We use that for mostly all of our videos in studio, and we have all types of other microphones too that are all, like I said, short condenser microphones, one inch or half an inch diameter diaphragms. Those really are pretty helpful. You don't need much to sound good; you just have to know how to use the microphone and uh, using the yeah exactly. Like if you have a Blue Yeti and all those things, you have to. You'll get all those. Sounds, uh, buzz, you know, all those uh, hisses and stuff like that, because you have to have it close. And flutes are not meant to be close miked unless you use something that's very, very expensive. That's a, like a clip-on mic that has specific qualities like that. But with live performances, you can do it that way. And uh, with the with short condenser microphones, pencil microphones is what they usually call them. The size. Hopefully that helps. uh But you can use them for all the instruments. Like I say, you can you use a piano? Violin, your whole group, whatever you want. You can buy a bunch of them and just mic them. and You're golden. Um, Maybe we'll do an episode about that eventually again. Um, A lot of great questions. What do we see here? I saw another one that was really good. Uh, Where did it go? Oh, do you have any tips on making high notes? We get that a lot. We do have a high note video that we just made recently. Didn't we make that recently? No, we did a middle register one. But we do have how to sound
1: yeah we Good have a middle understand. register one we have a high low. notes we have low notes yeah. well high notes um maybe i'll make a new one because i taught a lot since yeah, then and, and i like have a, like yeah. new little tricks but like i feel like when you play in the high register you have to open the soft palate you have to lift your soft palate the same way mm-hmm. you would when you use your head voice when you sing yeah so when you do like, yeah. if you touch your, your chest, la, la la it's not vibrating. If you talk mm-hmm. lower, la, 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 it's vibrating. It's vibrating so so
0: there and also vibrating in your head, too, in your nasal cavity.
1: The head voice mm-hmm. is what you need to, to use. So, like, the feeling, I don't know if you get that feeling when you play high notes. When I play high notes, I feel like I'm not even blowing out in a way. It's like it's resonating in my head. But I know mm-hmm. I'm blowing out, mm-hmm. but that's not the feeling that I get. So maybe sometimes people overblow because mm-hmm. at first, because it's faster air, by definition, there's more air because if yeah. it's faster, That it's just logical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then some people, they just blow so much air yeah. or they, they tighten a lot mm-hmm. and it works in the beginning. Yeah. So they're like, they continue in that direction, mm-hmm. but that tension is not... Yeah. Helpful long term, it it's like how they got their first notes. But do some harmonics. Um, yeah. Harmonics are great for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, remember that like tension in the lips and overblowing is mm-hmm. not. Uh, you know you you'll find your
0: yeah. And I'm exploring more about like the the face structure. Like I realize that even the nasal cavity is almost the same size as your mouth cavity mm-hmm. in your nose. It's an open space, and when you do. Uh, talk you hear you feel vibrations in your whole face like you feel vibrations a little bit up at the top because that air is channeling up there too in the nose cavity so you got to really feel like you know your whole entire head voice is really actually your whole entire head space is not just inside your lips and in your mouth chamber there's a whole section Right behind your throat, that goes up and into your nasal cavity. That's an open chamber as well.
1: You can sing like even if it's not in tune or anything, doesn't yeah. matter. Sing the, the the melody that you're playing and try to go from low to high and mm-hmm. feel what you're doing with What's your going head on? Yeah. and with your airstream, like yeah. the airspeed. T- touch your belly while you're doing it to feel what it's like, and then
0: keep that, yeah. Try to reproduce that yeah, on the keep flute. keep that sensation. Yeah,
1: and also uh, you can try to sing in your flute. That can yeah. be useful because it kind of you get that sympathetic. Uh, vibration between yeah. your body and your instrument yeah. because your your larynx is at the right spot to vibrate on that note you know yeah. and then the sound is better yeah like because when you f- play the flute it's really like singing for me that's what it, it feels is like uh, singing. it's
0: literally when people say like flute playing and like even like other wind instruments like trombone and all those things like that they say it's like a vocal's v- singing voice they're very a lot of similarity similar qualities in that like
1: i feel the flute is more like singing yeah. than others because yeah. we don't have anything... Like, our yeah, lips yeah. are not buzzing. Yeah. We don't have a mouthpiece in our right. mouth. So uh-huh. it's open like singing. Yeah, yeah. Like, it yeah. It is. A and a lot, is a, of, yeah. a lot of famous flute play, flute teachers were requiring their students uh-huh. to take singing lessons. Yeah. Lessons. So, yeah. I, I don't you think you need to take singing lessons. No. Just sing a little bit and feel sing, how it goes. talk.
0: It's just like talking, too. Talking, you can feel when you talk what's vibrating around. Like you were saying just a second ago matching you know there's the vibration of the body then there's the vibration of the flute then there's that vibration of both those things together to have that you know that one sweet spot for each note when they're connected together but they're still all three independent things happening at once so like you said you're only as good as the beginning of your beginning of the uh, of the of the sequence so you really got to work on observing like you said what's going on in the body in the throat in the mouth in the chamber in your face everywhere like that so that you can have the best possible thing at the beginning to be able to react to the other two things which are kind of stuck in their own confines. Like the flute is really just its machine and only can do this thing. It can't really produce more unless you or yourself at the beginning of the sequence of your breath and stuff is providing for Mm -hmm. it. So really comes down, like you said, to the beginning.
1: Usually what I see the most in beginners having issues with their high register is they they put too much tension in their Mm -hmm, lips mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they sometimes overblow. So it's about air speed, but don't put too much air Yeah. and keep the same type of embouchure that you have in the other registers. Yeah. Like Usually your best note embouchure You're is so your lame. embouchure for everywhere. There's a slight movement of the lower of the jaw. Uh-huh. When you play low, the jaw is a bit more back. Yeah. And when you play high, a bit forward. Uh-huh. It's very tiny. Oh, yeah. And... But it's, it's useful. Like mm-hmm. some students, when I show them that, they're like, oh, my God, it changes everything, even totally. a small movement. Yeah, yeah. But it's a small movement. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not the only thing that matters. Yeah, yeah.
0: exactly. So we'll answer two or three more questions. So if you have one more question, please let us know in the comments. We'll try to grab it. But we have two lined up and maybe one more. Uh, before we do that, uh, be sure to, if you're looking for a new flute, go check out the Flute Center in New York. They work out work worldwide. You can contact them online or go to flutecenter.com. And you can find um, all the flutes there. You know, uh, all the major flute companies are there. You can try out their flutes. You can uh, uh, try up to, I think, three to four flutes for up to 10 days if you use our code TFC there.
1: And when Uh, you use the code TFC, it helps us out. So thanks to everyone who uses our code.
0: Exactly. It helps us out considerably. Also, you can go help us out on a monthly basis over on Patreon.com. Patreon.com slash the flute channel. And there you can help us out as well uh, monetarily, directly, to make us new stuff and also there you can talk to us directly and we can answer some little questions and we sometimes put stuff up on there as well and also we have our uh, site as well we have our merch store for our shirts like this and like this we have all of our shirts here our long long shirt and happy practicing shirt and our fingering posters are all there at store.thefluechannel.com and a lot of people have been getting uh, the poster and a couple shirts this month which is really cool that helps us out also directly as well and then we also have our uh method book in our sheet music store musogy.com m-o-m-u-s-o-g-y.com anyways it's in the comments if you want to look for that and that way you can find our method for our 15 beginner flute lesson method and also our new method will be coming out shortly too which is our intermediate method with over 20 lessons we're almost done almost done that one will be full of full of stuff it's going to be i think over 100 pages of music and uh, lessons and uh, videos and play along tracks all those things so that's gonna be also on the site as well and there's some sheet music and you can go check that out there and that helps us out directly completely that's uh, where we sell all of our music stuff and soon to be some albums too so that'll be great as well so yeah let's go back to just a couple more questions and then we will be done for this month i saw something very interesting here a lot of people have been watching the channel. That's great. Thanks so much. Uh, Anime IQ Aik- Sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. Do you have any tips about... Oh, we already talked about high notes, right? We did. Sorry. let will skip that. Uh, Grotenritter wants to know sitting posture versus standing posture when playing the flute. I don't think you should conform to it, to be honest. Like, you can stand playing the flute. You can sit playing the flute. Practice playing the flute. Sitting is okay. You don't have to be standing the whole time when you're practicing. Also is it, is it like sit. what is best? Yeah, or that's what it sounds it like. When it's same. a versus, like when, I say okay. that, when they say versus. Yeah, it's that.
1: I, had a, I had a teacher who was like, you have to practice standing all the time. And I'm like, why exactly? Because if you play in a string quart with a, like strings, you'll sit. If you play yeah. an orchestra, you'll sit. Uh-huh. You just stand when you play with piano and when you play uh,
0: solo. Yeah, there's no hard rules you can do either. So like, like
1: if you're comfortable s- yeah. sitting, as long as your posture is good,
0: yeah. play sitting and
1: you should be able to do both. And then when you play, it's always the same posture. So because you have to turn your head to the left, um, when you sit down, you'll have to turn your chair a little bit to the right so that you can, you know, you don't sit completely straight Mm -hmm. or if you don't, like sometimes what I do in orchestra is I keep my chair straight, but I sit a little bit on an angle Mm -hmm. when I play. And then when I'm done playing, I go back straight. Mm But, like, that's the main thing. If you placed sitting down, you need that same twist. Yeah, exactly. So that's the only thing. But, yeah, it's the same posture, basically. Just one of them, you're sitting down. <laughs> but the upper body should be the same. And exactly. just make sure you're straight. Yeah, and comfortable in your way. So that your you're way. not collapsed yeah. and you can breathe well.
0: Yeah, and don't feel that. you know, just be comfortable to also adapt as well. Like, all the rules are meant to be broken. Like, I've seen string quartets with a flute with the cello sitting and all the other three standing like it all depends yeah, don't worry like and don't make uh if somebody is trying to make you feel uh inadequate or wrong in what you're supposed to be doing don't worry about that like everyone is still trying to just trying to fit their own way oh and, yeah because in classical
1: yeah. music we love rules
0: and there's different rules in different and, places so you can yeah. like how can we know all of them you know like
1: whatever is comfortable yeah. for you <laughs> exactly and yeah you're comfortable like I like sitting down when I play with musicians sitting down sometimes because it might be easy to easier to have like visual contact. But like it's not a rule completely like I've played with harp and I was standing and it was totally fine and like yeah.
0: Mm-hmm, exactly. Uh one or two more questions left so if you have one dying question we're going to uh, and let it, uh, let us know in the comments. We're going to do this one here by Magic Scans and then we'll do one more. If you have one please let us know. Uh, I bought a, Oh, look at that. Uh, hello from Greece. Hello from Brazil. A lot of places. That's amazing. Wow. Uh, we love that. It's so cool. Uh, we just, uh, we just a uh, poll, uh, about, uh, how many people are in Italy and France because, uh, in next summer we'll be in the regions there and we're going to probably do some meetup masterclass, mini masterclass day type of thing. Like it's going to be half day events, uh, mini concert. Yeah, mini and concert and, you know. with a mini masterclass and a mini hangout for half a day. Nothing too much for people, so that if you're not from the region, but you want to come into town, like in Rome or in different regions where we don't know yet, uh you can come in. We spend half the day together, do some fun stuff, and then yeah. on your way. Something to, for our fans a little bit. So it's let us know where fun. you guys are so we can do that. And we're going to do a newsletter soon to kind of agglomerate everybody together so we can figure out. We can do one oh, or two. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Because it's still a year away, but under a year away. So we'll figure that out. It's going to be really fun, though. But we are oh, going to be there. Yeah. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, I bought a cheap used flute, not be- played before. Also, a new used flute. That's always rare. That's really cool, though. <laughs> I can almost never get a note on the flute, but it is easy on only the head joint. Probably just me being bad, but how can I know if my flute is working?
1: Bring it to a technician.
0: Yeah, they'll look at it. Usually, if there's nothing wrong with it, they won't charge you, which is really good, uh, or not much, very little. Um, but a new used flute, if the flute that you got, if you got the, however you got the flute from, ask them, or if you can recontact them, ask them, did they ever have it repaired? Did they ever have it used? If it wasn't used at all, even if it was taken out of the box once and just put together and then put back together, what was really done with that flute? So you can know what you can ask to the technician
1: yeah but the technician should like look at the pads look if it seems like it's uh you know closing properly uh-huh. but if you can't get a f- sound out and you can with the head joint maybe there's something that yeah there could be a
0: leak there could be a leak there could be a leak even new flutes could have leaks there could be pads yeah. moving around inside the shims and all that stuff um yeah you know and also try like one key at a time try with the left hand finger down See if a note makes that and go back and forth and trill it. See if it's making two dis- distinct different tones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then start with another one, another one, and if it's if it's after a particular note, you know that it might be around there. hmm Yeah, and don't press too hard either. Like nice light touch is like you know not as light as you can, but just try to do that so you can see um, what can happen there. But yeah, it's always a risk with secondhand flutes. Always a risk. So you know you always like have
1: to. When you have your flute re. Uh Re- uh, per- let, like put back like as they change all the pads and everything Yeah, an overhaul Overhaul. Mm-hmm. they say come back in a month because it's gonna
0: when move you around. play it's gonna move around mm-hmm. a little bit yeah you they know? gotta re.
1: so maybe if it's new thing. and it moved around a little bit because now you're playing yeah it just needs a tiny adjustment
0: exactly so you know like that's best you can do um like i said bring it to a technician technicians uh you know at a music shop or private Technician too, like either of them. Private technician, they mostly charge you a little bit more because you're using their time there. But if you go to a music shop, they're getting paid by the hour. They're a little bit more lenient about what's going on with that. So, yeah. Um, last question. Doug Tressler, he wants to know, B-foot versus C-foot, do you need a B-foot? No. You don't need a no B-foot. need B it. Foot. I think there's maybe 5% of most literature requires it. Yeah. Five to eight percent of most literature requires it, including orchestral. Because like a low B in an orchestra is very, very hard to project. So the orchestra conductors have not put or not conductors, composers yeah. don't usually put it in. So they know they're but also their anyways
1: like before a certain time it didn't even exist. So composers exactly. didn't use it. Yeah. So it's mostly modern music. It really
0: exploded in in in, in the nineteen hundreds. Yeah, exactly. Because it
1: didn't exist before, yeah. so and yeah, usually it's
0: solo d- repertoire, too. Yeah. Yeah. So you
1: don't need it, need no, it. No, exactly. Like, it's very rare. If you have it, it's cool, but it's not necessary.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Uh Love Liberty, tips on reaching the gizmo. Do you really need it? Oh, the gizmo. Is that the gizmo for C-sharp? Or is it the gizmo for... What is it gizmo the is there? thing
1: to... No, what's the gizmo? Gizmo, I haven't
0: you heard that term in a long time, but... <coughs> It might be the C sharp gizmo is that what that is if that's what it is let us know um like the C sharp trill that added key for to make the trill a bit better Mhm There's that um for high note, oh the gizmo on top of for okay yeah the the the, the gizmo on the B foot that the thing that at the very top of it you know on the key there the right above the it's the tall key right there above all those other keys Okay Yeah, that's a B facilitator. Oh, no, that's not even a facilitator. You can use that to facilitate. uh, Oh, no, for high B. High note. Oh, so like the B, high B, I guess? High notes on the B foot joint. Oh, yeah, okay. So they mean when you have high notes, you you use that to to, uh, facilitate, I guess. Okay. You know, like that.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Like you can use use it. it. Yeah, I
0: use it for like C. I use it for C. Does it I lower C. it? Yeah, it lowers it. The more keys you put down, lower the yeah, pitch. Yeah,
1: usually it lowers the pitch. So you got to go okay. with the
0: tuner and and your ear to see if you like that sound. So
1: if it's too high, you can use that little key yeah. and put it down and it's going to Or help. just to
0: facilitate the note, yeah.
1: Yeah, oh, that's cool. So how to use it? Well, I don't know. Like, just depends on your hand size, I guess. Yeah. There's not much you can do. Exactly. Like,
0: Yeah, closes it to make... A C foot joint, you know, and usually the the note projects a bit more as well too, because there's less met or there's less metal or whatever you want to call it, like less resistance. Like yeah.
1: if I play a high B, for me it's very tough yeah, to reach, to that, so yeah. I would have to take my other finger. Right. But then it depends what I played before. If yeah. I can even yeah, use you do that finger. That combination, yeah.
0: Yeah. I usually do it with C and also but super like with
1: E. But like A-ish, it's like yeah. I can't really do it yeah. personally. I would get pain in.
0: yeah when i do super e and and stuff like that i have to use that and it works pretty well yeah hopefully that helps <laughs> it's always a bit uh, again with lingo and stuff like that it's different different places but that's what that is so yeah you can use it or not it's up to your preference for sure but yeah so that I think that's everything for this month's podcast Be sure to check out all the links in the description. If you want our shirts, go to store.theflutechannel.com and support us that way directly. That always helps. We always get a lot of uh, people curious about the shirts and all those types of things, and that's really helpful. Also, if you want to have flute lessons, too, with Emily, just email us. And uh, You're doing your whole studio is almost all online still. It's been a year and a half of that because of COVID, but uh, we have a lot of proud... Uh, flute studio and members. Also a
1: geographic situation.
0: <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Even uh, yes, without exactly. COVID,
1: just a uh, situation. Yeah. Uh, if people want exactly. to take lessons, they can be anywhere.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so you can email us at info at infotheflutechannel.com and we can give you our rates. And uh, you can do little packages of half hour lessons or full hour lessons of four or eight uh, of those they can take anytime. So yeah, there's all that. So just be sure to email us also. Uh, join us next month at the last Sunday of every month. We'll be doing our October podcast and uh, be sure to leave a comment down below in the comment section of this video. If you're watching this after also be sure and go leave a comment or not a comment, but leave a five-star review over at uh, Apple podcast that helps us out tremendously. We've been pushed up a lot because of a lot of people leaving uh, five-star reviews and also uh, leave a comment too, in those reviews. If you want to, we'd love hearing from you and we might even uh, say those over on the podcast as well or feature them somewhere else even on the instagram we try to feature sometimes in our stories people's reviews so yeah thanks so much everybody have a great uh, rest of the month and happy practicing